This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. And you kicking discus Can't fix a kitchen With monkey wrenches It's monkey business So watch your tone And your pitches We known to clear the benches With enemies This fucking ignorant Who need friendships For enemies This indignant Who need bitches You need a witness To keep a list of the instances Maybe you see shit different And didn't work out Your differences People called in They feelings And try to make you They villain Don't know the difference Between raw emotion And what the real is I feel it They know my spirit Ain't low no more Wanna kill it Used to sleep on the homie Flow till my flow Hit the ceilings And Kennedy was before Always been for show and he still is so fuck Trump, yeah, fuck Pinch, yeah, Steve Bennett, yeah, fuck him, fuck Kelly and her fuck shit, got the whole clan in the government, dang, team monster. Today I'm talking with Pete Sake. He is an MC out of Chicago, Illinois. He is also one half of the duo Grumpy Old Men with his partner MC, Mike Spitz. We'll be talking to Pete Sake today about his album entitled Heaven Can Wait. Pete Sake. Welcome to Book Speaks and Beyond. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, so Absolutely. I always like to start out and ask MCs to kind of break down their name. Pete's sake, how did that come about? Man, uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's not even uh, super deep, I guess. I mean, I I think I came up with that name back in maybe like 06, 07. Um, I was coming out of a group, and I was trying to figure out what my own persona would be. Um, and I just wanted something kind of anti, you know, not like little something, not <laughs> something, not, right. you know, like, um, and it was kind of a play on words, you know, the, the like, I guess they call it a euphemistic replacement of like, oh my God. Um, and it was like, oh, that'd be dope to kind of have a play on words. But then if I think about the listener's experience, like, oh, they finish a project or something and, and I want them to have that exclamatory kind of uh, experience, you yeah. know, like, oh, you know, so that's kind of how I came up with it. But uh, mostly just because it didn't sound like the typical rap name. Yeah, I don't think Lil Pete would sound pretty good. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then became a resident of Chicago, Illinois. Is that kind of how it goes? That yeah, that is completely accurate. Man. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I left uh, Cincinnati to go to uh, Ball State University, um, but I haven't lived in Cincinnati probably since like seventeen or eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and since then, I've just kind of been out and about. But I've been here in Chicago for uh, a decade now. Wow. Which is kind of crazy to think about. How's that kind of impacted your pursuit of music, and just how how has you know Chicago and all that kind of 
influenced you to really pursue your your music? I mean, it's definitely inspiring, man, um, because Cincinnati, when I was living there as a teenager, um, I was huge into, uh, thanks to my boy Alan, he always, he had his ear to the underground and always put me on the people. But um, I was huge into the battle rap scene. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't battling myself because uh, my freestyle is terrible. <laughs> I, I can't freestyle. But um, but I used to we used to go to like Scribble Jam and and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So that scene, Cincinnati, I think of that scene, and I think of uh, you know the battle scene. I think of break break dance, and I think I think of all those elements of hip hop. And then you know Chicago for me is like well this was where I was finally kind of surrounded by people who were really going after it. People who were like be in actual studios and, and working on like song crafting. And um, so it's been inspiring in that way because you see, you know, somebody you might've passed in a classic studios or something back when he was working in the basement of his dad's house. Yeah. And now you're like, damn, that person <laughs> is huge now. And, you Any know, examples that's, of that's that? Not, man. Um, as far as who I've known personally, I can't say like I've known anybody that really get huge. But, yeah. I mean, I've I've I remember one time like Freddie Gibbs came over oh, to wow. our, over to our crib because he and and my old roommate Major Seventh um, had I think they still talked. They had like a, a decent like relationship going. So you know he was over one time. And I was like, oh shit! And this is before he was this Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. But, you know. Um, so it's just been a lot of instances like that where um, I'm like, damn, man, it's really like right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, uh, you know, one day I, you're gonna, you, or right now you you're you you're probably that's to somebody else if you think about it. You're probably like, yo, I remember when Peak Sate was in was in my <laughs> in my boy's crib. <laughs> right, right, and that's that's nuts, man. That's yeah. really crazy because you know um, I, I think. Uh, I, I I tend to get off on tangents, so I'm just gonna shut up. I'll just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you something. So, when did you what what made you fall in love with hip hop? Oh man, um, oh I I can't say it's like a a particular song, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of around the um, probably around like the rap city, Joe Cleasy, Big Les, oh, okay, yeah. like. Yeah. You know, I would, I mean, I don't know, maybe like 12 or something like that. Yeah. I remember seeing um, Farside pass me by video. Oh, yeah. And I literally, like, immediately, once that video went off, I hopped on my bike and rode down to Kenwood Mall. And I was with all intentions to purchase this cassette. Right? <laughs> and And I get there, and I was super, like, shy and whatever. And I get to the, I think it was, like, Sam Goody or Music Land yeah. or something. And the lady, she is maybe like a sophomore in college. And I was like, hey, can I buy this? And she's like, well, it's got parental advisory. Um, <laughs> is, is it okay? But like, Did your mom say yeah? I was like, no. And I just like ran out of the store. <laughs> but I intended to make my first hip-hop purchase uh, at that time, and it didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. That's funny because, you know, I don't know I, I, what the kids watch today, what, but Rap City in the basement back in the day was like the thing, man. Like run home after school just to see the countdown. Remember all Dude, that? I know, <laughs> man. Like I mean, I um another one of those examples, man. Like I remember when um, 
not, I first saw Nas's if I, if I Rule the World video, oh, yeah. and it was like I think it was the summer of '96, and um, I ran to like I didn't I don't know man I saw it and I freaked out <laughs> and went to hoop at the park, and uh, this like local D boy who always had like the freshest days and and all that stuff he was bumping it in his in his car, and I was like, yo, this song is like ruining my life right now and that night like after a long day of hoping went back to the crib and that was the first video i saw again like it was the one i saw before i left the one i saw when i got home and it was on you on tv reps um and yeah man that was like the hub man you know like i don't know like i hear these stories because i'm 36 and i hear these stories about um people who were older than me you know back in the early 80s Mm -hmm. um when hip-hop was just you know kind of really getting its legs and and they would have these you know like tapes these like the the epic battle between like shan and chaos and you know all these like secret tapes just floated around the bronx and (laughs) and brooklyn and all this and and that was like their version of you know that kind of thing and now it's a completely different world totally. and it's awesome because hip-hop is so accessible to everyone absolutely like worldwide yeah way you know? more accessible um, yeah 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 but it also it it lacks like that special feel like i don't know going to everybody's records and copping something and just like putting their headphones on and laying down on the bed and <laughs> listening front to back yeah you know <laughs> like i don't i don't think people can do that anymore. nah like i i grew up kind of listening to Stretch and Barbito, right? Making little tapes yeah. of that. <laughs> and just yeah, rocking that man. all day or trading it with friends. Like, man, it was like man. more coveted and, and more like, yo, come check this out. Look what I got, you know? <laughs> right, right. So you're over on the East Coast, right? Are you yeah. in D.C. or you're in New York? Yeah, I, 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 I grew up in New York, but uh, now I'm, I'm in the Atlanta scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah. Let's talk uh, 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 about the album Heaven Can cool. Wait. Why? Explain the title. Well, um, it, it, there were kind of two iterations um, with this project. So I originally started writing again because I, I, in 2014, after I dropped Forever, I was like, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I just I don't think I have anything else to say. Like, it's you know, I'm not inspired. And uh, like. I don't know, for two years, my wife had been kind of begging me, like, yo, you love writing, like, get to it, like, make a song, make a song, and <clears throat> then, I don't know, I kind of, after, you typically, I drew from, like, angst, like, all of my music comes from, like, personal experience, or, yeah. or what's happening around me, like, if you go from the welfare all the way up to today, with having to wait, like, I feel like you can learn a lot about me, like, at mm-hmm. different phases of my life. So I was at, I had to kind of reconcile being happy, like, com- you know, like, completely happy when I first decided to start writing again. And it was like, man, like, life is really good. And even, like, there's a lot of shit happening, but, like, within my household and within me, like, things are as great as they've ever been so in that sense like i'm not ready to die yet you know what i'm saying like heaven can hold hold off for a bit like let me enjoy this ride while i can (laughs) right right because you i'm sorry because you have you have a a song on the album called heaven can wait 
Night of my first show, same day Granny died. Whole damn family came, felt like Grammy night. Wrote Joyce first, girl delivered it perfect. Afterwards at the church, seen my whole damn family crying. It's hard to describe such a feeling when you're feeling so inspired. At the same time, feeling though that life within the blink of an eye, then 180. Then maybe the strength of my family tied to one lady, a strong lady, a whole backbone lady, a child trying to reconcile. Life goes on, made me write more. Every story, poem, and song, every light bulb shine bright. Cause sharing my life is what I write for. All of my shame, my passion, pain, my strife for. Simple and plain, just trying to earn my stripes for killing, building the name. Get people saying I'm nice or get in the game, go get us a better life. Four years later, killed more peers, made a tape for like four years. Gave it to Allen, and when he played it, he said that shit was great. Then Miss Kershey joint was his favorite. At that point, felt like I made it. A few years later, at Ball State, people knew I could rhyme. Had been talking to Benny B, almost thought I was signed. Rhyme say it's an ABB, only thing on my mind. Get my degree, and maybe we'll see. But let me rewind. Couple of years prior to do to buy some Cyphers and was good at freestyling He told me I was invited to a show that he would throw Where the rapper came from the shy rhyme fest I ain't know him but told him I would come by Long story short, cops shut it down, they violated House party on the us out of town, we migrated Sipping crown, me and fest sat down and started trading Boss not battling, just rappers with inspiration This led to a conversation, said that I was just making Music just for the crew, I ain't trying to live in the matrix I kind of heaven can wait Wait, wait, I used to go by Bishop then He said, Bishop, you could be great I know talent when I I see it, I think you got what it takes if you wanna make it. But even he was running from greatness. He said his homie Jay was trying to get him to make this record with Scarface, but he was drawing a blank then. Shit, kinda crazy to think about life changing. Two roses in the pavement, trying to stay in the shade then. A couple years later, he won a Grammy and made it. I started making music with Main and Mike, then later just me and Mike. Now this is 08 and 9, we live in the shy. I'm giving out a mixtape of mine, the welfare. Everybody around me is sick of dying. The hell cares about rhyming. I got my mind on all of these hell scares along the line lose robbie and z mike's father would pass my pops hardly can see then my mama get diagnosed and i'm starting to think chasing this dream ain't everything i thought it would be talking with martin and tony b i'm like that's it i'm finished with rap when i wrap up this new black shit i start writing and get invited to rock a show in blue island not excited but hamon that's my bro i said all right then fuck it do this one last show then i'm retiring fuck it next in line on stage before my time this guy was kicking the freestyle rhyme and acapellas the crowd and i both found him Compelling, and so I tell him I'm making my last record. Got a joint it could kill. Had beef for major seventh that probably could seal the deal. He set us up a session with classic when he was still working out his mama basement. We laid it, this shit was ill. Not too long until we write us another jam, but one turn into three. This led to grumpy young man, which led to was speaking fam. This led to was seeking fantastic sound, become part of the plan. Here I am, and I wouldn't change a thing, bro. Life is good, and I'm good if it stayed the same, yo. My wife said if I quit writing, it'd be a shame. So I wrote you heaven could wait. I hope you maintain until I reach you again. Let's go. Let's go. I swear I live for moments like this. I swear I live for moments like this.
blood, sweat, and tears. The country they made it clear whose country they think it is. Best love you some Travis Tritt. Be Catholic, straight as an arrow, a hella rich. Our nation red as shit. Be careful if you's a crip. We holding on to hope like a baby on to a tit. This is it. King of Pop was preparing this when he split. Screaming, beat it back to your country, niggas is Fuck you, we the dick. Don't fuck with they legislation, let it straight to a ditch. They fucking with education, no one pay with the kids. They fucking, they pregnant, contraception is getting spread. But this is what it is, we making shit great again. Hey, what you gon' do when you get out of jail? Get it, got you on the news, yeah, they say it's a mail. In the hoodie, get some blues, call them making a sale. If you like, he must be you, get your ass in the cell. Yeah, what you gon' do, get your ass on the ground. Can you better not make a move? The land of opportunity, uh, home of the brave, nation of Freemasons, state of the former slave. They try to make us behave and hold so many afraid. The revolution upon them is coming. You better pray, paying blood, sweat, and tears to it. So many years you've been fed to detain you from hearing the real truth. Did it with the power, shit to kill you. Send the dirty money, get you anything. Imagine what a meal do. Stuck in the social construct, won't give us still boost. But heart had so hard to come by, you better still do. But them is real few in combat Some shorties gon' die As if they real troops in Chirac That new apartheid No side is still too Nervous to venture south and vice versa Like my aversion to going south in America Safer in South America Welcome to the new human civil rights era Where they uh, I heard me tell you yell out Tell them about the dream Hand over my ear Get channeled by Dr. King How I got over processing it as she sing Nigga on his knees Only thing thrown into every scene Of the fabric oppression became the habit You ain't fly, you a maggot Continually pimping butterfly Life they hate it when you love it Pray you shut up by Develop depression till you cut and die It's cut and dry Thank God I spent more time in dorm room Than I did that cell Same size, one gave me wings The other gave me hell Every revolutionary done spent the night in jail Every revolutionary done spent the life in hell I got a dream one day we'll get down to the facts The economy's in the black And it's all for the backs of Africans American culture stemming from blues and jazz Cotton, sugar, tobacco, we paying the same in taxes What you gon' do when you get out of jail? Get it, got you on the news, yeah, they say it's a mail In the hoodie, get some blues, call them making a sale If he black, he must be you, get your ass in the cell Yeah, what you gon' do, get your ass on the ground Can you better not make a move, nigga, don't make a sound Oh, you must got me confused, I ain't playing around Take the red, white, and blue to the brown, we great again Before we get to the show, I just want to say thank you for all of you out there who are supporting the show by clicking on the links and purchasing the music or the books. We appreciate you very much. And for all those who haven't and are thinking about supporting us, just go inside the show notes of each episode and click on the links to the songs or the books and it take you right to where you can purchase it. And it's a win-win because you support the guests of the show, 
um, and we get a small commission, which then goes toward to the operations of the show. So again, for all you who have supported us, thank you so much. And for all those who are thinking about supporting us, we appreciate you as well. All right. Peace. You're kind of talking about Trump and so forth, but what were you really trying to get across in this song? That we had been asleep. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, and that's not even a reference to woke. Like, I, I, I feel a certain way about this. <laughs> like, people claim woke, whatever, a lot of times in that. But I think as a whole, like, just as a humanity, we had kind of been asleep just because it was like, oh, things are, are so much better. Like, yeah. things, are, things are bad. There still yeah. needs to be work done. But, like, things are so much better. And then, like, half of the country just shits on that whole idea. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it was just interesting to see how many just came out in droves, like, yeah, yeah. Is, we want this. Like right. this is our America. Right. Like, to make something in a nation that the entire world kind of looks to as its shining light. Mm-hmm. Right. We're the inspiration for a lot of the world. Yeah. And for so much of the country to believe that we are not, and we could be better suited going back to a certain era. Right. Um, that that just like really kind of shook me to the core. Yeah, and it I, made me yeah. feel a little naive, also. Yeah, you know? I think it was interesting. Is like we always thought it was just the poor, impoverished, you know, white people that voted for Trump, but there were millions that were like our coworkers. You know, <laughs> they won't admit right. it now. They won't admit it now, but you know, right. they voted for him. I remember going into work. And one of my white coworkers is like, yo, I did not vote for him. (laughs) I just want to let you know that right now. (laughs) Like, because I guess you could tell that most black people that day were just looking at all of their white friends, mostly in the the most suspicious way. Like, dude, do I really know you right now? You know, like, and it was just, yeah. Yeah, it's rough, man, because I think, um, I don't know, like my wife and I, we talk about, we talk about a lot of things daily, um, perspective, yeah. you know, all, all this kind of stuff. But one of the things we, we do talk about a lot is knowing someone's heart. Yeah, and right. Like, you know, um, I mean, we've all been in situations where someone might say something and you could take it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if I truly know your heart, like I can use that as a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Nah, that's probably not the best way to approach it. I know you didn't mean in a certain way, you know. Yeah. And I I feel like this was the day after the election. It was like almost impossible to have any teaching moments because you had no idea who was who. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, other than the select few, like my boy Mike Spitz, he's, you know, I I know for a fact. Right. You know, there there are people who's like, damn, man, like, <laughs> oh, we were cool, man. I thought we were cool. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> so let me uh, let me ask you this. So where where do you think, you know, the culture of America is headed? Like, what's your your outlook on on the state of America? I mean, uh, I know you don't have, but just your opinion. What do you think's going? What's happening? 
Where do you think this is headed? Um, there. Well, what I hope to happen is, uh, and I, I, I do believe this will happen. I think people, like-minded people, um, rational Americans, I think will do what's necessary to make sure that this shit never happens again. Yeah. Um, because the Donald Trump, as my father-in-law would put it, he, he mobilized the ignorant, right? Yeah. Like, the ignorant in this in this nation didn't have anyone necessarily speaking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trump is rich and gives zero fucks about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but he, he like, sparked that fire of racism, yeah. um, even though he's really about classism. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, like, the day after the day after the election, we went and um, marched downtown, and, and it was inspiring because you see it was like a, a fucking ocean of people, and of those, I'd say maybe 80 to 90% were college-aged. Oh, yeah. um, so I feel like the nation should be in good hands moving forward, and I think that liberals – we kind of rested on our laurels a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, like the, the worst case scenario could never happen. And then it happened. And, and we're like, fuck. <laughs> All right. So now, now what we need to do is make sure we go out for each of these elections. Oh, we need yeah. to make sure we call, call your, your fucking senators. Yeah. Hit up That's right. council yeah. roundtables. Like, yeah. Do stuff that you need to do. And I, I do feel like, Fear is very powerful, yeah, and is. I think the fear of what could happen will drive people to do what's right. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you, and I, I, I hope people learn that from this election that you should vote, right? You don't want that to happen mm-hmm. again, and not just the presidential, but just like it's almost like a every two years or just your local elections as well because one of Trump's biggest things now is he's putting all of these judges in. All around America. I mean, he's put more judges in the 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 courts than almost any other president right now. So when they right. get in that position, they're there for life. So oh, man. so whatever's right. he's doing now, like this whole conservative racist thing, could last for quite a long time. You know. know. So we just got to make sure we we can't sit down no more, man. Because every time we sit down, we're basically kind of complicit in what's going on so we need to really push forward with that man you know absolutely man absolutely Life is fake, but this life's so good, shit, that life can wait. She say, I'm overweight, 
I hate my body, I'm underweight, my knees are knobby, I need a face like Kim, Kendall, or Kylie, call it regeneration, my generation, so I be fascinated with IG, instant gratification, ingratiated by statement, followed by smiley faces, so many like me. A bunch of ears to your thong, throw on your Nikes Make me wonder with Spike Lee, think about all of y'all Begging to do the right thing, wish it with Barbie dolls You wanna be who you might see on your screen every night Be praying one day you might be Hollywood star shining brightly Fishing for compliments like a Pisces Now you looking for sponsorship on the high seas Showing my booty than pirate ship Treasures and hieroglyphs, heifer to tiger list Don't ever get tiger this, as if you got a hole in your pocket Jalopy, but I bet a robbery uh, and Lincoln Park would uh, give me enough for this old engine to start. A cop would call the brick and then flip it into a car. And Instagram to pick to get chicks up into the car. Uh, it's kinda hard and I live the life of a star. Life's a joke and I'm sick if it's hardy hearts. Need people to see me bike out the bar. Rock rollies, roll out the tarp. Show the drop top off. Drunk women in Mardi Gras. And be the coolest thing you done saw. Like you made an ice sculpture with a chain to take away all my flaws. With a shame I gotta say that I flaws. But never say it to y'all These only things that I think in the dark I got, I got a hole, hole in my, my pocket A stocking full of coal I got a dollar in my wallet I got my wallet stuck You got a hole in your pocket A stocking full of We just played the song Hole in My Pocket. 
What do you oh, want yeah. us to understand from this song? Um, <clears throat> I feel like uh, a hole in my pocket was a. I mean, a it's like kind of it's two perspectives, right? So you have like the one perspective of uh, the the female uh, just seeing what she should be or what mm. she's been told she needs to be yeah. and what she needs to do in order to kind of attain uh, those things, whether it's, you know, cosmetics or, or um, material goods or whatever. And then from the male's perspective, it's a very similar thing, but it's like, what do I need in order to get that girl who needs certain things? Uh, and, and then what, as a just as a human being, like the the links we're willing to go in order to kind of keep up with the Joneses and Joneses and and, and uh, obtain certain things. But the I wanted to um, one of the things I always try to do, not always, but sometimes I feel like it's necessary, is to I, I enjoy telling stories and I enjoy like perspectives and things like that, but if it's going to be something that could come off as like a little drab or a little dark or, or kind of a, a downer, I need to balance that with like a little glimmer of hope. A little optimism, <laughs> or, yeah. You know, um, so it's like, yeah, man, like looking at that, if you step back and look at things like from an aerial view, it's like, yeah, well, that is true. Like each of those perspectives is true, mm -hmm. but it things are it, it can be better. Like things yeah. are fine. Um, probably not explaining that as well because you know well, when you put on the spot, it's like oh shit. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just you know, and then also kind of touches on what I was saying. Like I try to throw a little bit of that uh, life is good. Yeah. You know, um element to throughout the project like yeah. in different ways touch on like how having some ways i think i think the one of the verses where you were talking about the female and social media and so forth it made me think to myself and i asked you the, this question um how are you to some degree kind of affected by social media you know i uh i jumped off my wife and i both oh, wow. jumped off the social media how long? yeah yeah man um, 2014, bro. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. How does um, that feel? Like it was, it's a corny word, but it did feel liberating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just I don't know, like what am I really missing? Yeah. Um, and and I just recently, over the last few months, um, started up a Twitter because I was like, well, I guess I'm rapping again. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. You know, like. Pete's sake needs an outlet. Yeah. Um, I was about to ask you that as an MC, like social media is huge. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I know. And I realized that there is a lot that, um, there's a lot left on the table by not having like an Instagram, by not having, you know, Snapchat or, or any of this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just, you know, on Twitter. Yeah. I have a SoundCloud, I, but I don't know, man. Like, I also feel like, like, if you have one, like, the rest aren't necessarily necessary. Right? Um, yeah, it's the yeah. So when you you, know, you like I mean, using, yeah. But again, I, it's just a, 
I'm, I'm tough. What pushed you off? Why Why did you get off social media? Um, man, a combo of things, bro. Um, I mean, one one is that, you know, it's kind of like election time. You see, oh yeah, people. You see like things that you wish you didn't see. Yeah. Um, and you're like, well, you're out of my life now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That kind of shit. But then I don't know. Like I just have one of my pet peeves is is people who um like fish like you fish for of the attention you fish for oh, affection yeah. so yeah. it's constant just like blabbering about like oh i wish I, someone loved me I or know. like oh, yeah up, quiet, man. Like, man. <laughs> you know um i think the thing i never understood just, with social media is i've never liked in my, throughout the day i don't take random pictures and post them i never think to do that People, right, me neither. Like, what are you – wow, you really are thinking about social media. Like, okay, I'm going to take a yeah. picture of my food. I'm going to take a picture of myself and my dirty bedroom behind me. I'm like, what right. are we doing exactly. here? Exactly. Um, yeah, Louis C.K. had a um, – I know he's, you know, kind of controversial right now, but he had a um, a bit in one of his stand-ups where he was talking about, like, going to his daughter's, like, soccer game or – play or something and and he was the only parent without a phone like in front of their face Mm -hmm. and he was like yo the resolution on the actual kid is amazing (laughs) (laughs) like actually check this kid out Uh, so you know everybody kind of lives through like lives life through their phone in in that way and it's like just absorb what you're experiencing my life is short bro exactly yeah exactly so you have a, a song on the album called architecture yeah what do you want us to grab from this song architect architected this record don't know whether reach for the weapon or reach for the message either direction can't reach them all like cps or bessie devos can't teach them all so my speech reflecting peace and revolve peak and evolve even the eyes hopping these fences like leaping frogs Princess that kiss gorillas with prison system is flawed. Prince of Jimi Hendrix is sitting behind these walls. Cause he and his friend was lit and he lick at that liquor store. Jack the Honda Accord. Hustle cracks that are raw. No money to study law. Can't dribble or run no ball. Your son is hungry. Don't none of these companies have a call. However, y'all need to get it, but get it wrong, you gone. Send back and forth by the system like it was Paul. Remember, eyes are all stacked against you like pogs. Oh, so easy, dog, to get lost. I got a pit in my stomach, done seen it all. Done reached for gold and retrieved it. Stay in the lab for hours and weeks on end while they sleep. So why they sleep? Architect, architect of this record. Don't know whether reach for the weapon or reach for the message. Don't know whether reach for the weapon or reach for the message. Architect, architect of this record. Don't know whether reach for the weapon or reach for that weapon. Squeeze on that tech and then kill them all. They disrespecting, they preachers, they reverence, they better call. Where Jesus peace on their neck and read every breath of Quran. No disrespect to Islam, to every breath of Salam. Just saying that I'm lethal injection with every rhyme. With every line, I'm O'Shea with a low fade and a low low. Whipping those blades, not a dope boy, but I'm dope main and a flow cane like a mo dog and a whole squad full of propane. Got a whole tank for the whole game and a whole game. Looking so shameful, got tank. I can see your angle. 
you lame and disgraceful. Better pray your guardian angel, bro, guardian angels. Hard to guard him, hard on the ankles. Chris Paul at the staples. Hardly God, but the boss of Godly. Thank God that I'm grateful. Late summer to early fall, I'm a heaven await you. Yeah, fantastic sound, the squad and the label. Yeah, architect, architected this record. Architect, architected this record. If you like books, beats, and beyond, the biggest thing that you can do is share. Share that books, beats, and beyond exists with your friends, with your families. Share it on social media. Retweet. Whatever. Just share the information. Because if you like it, your friends will probably like it as well. And if you do this already, thank you so much. Well, first, uh, on the like basic level, the producer's name is Architect. Right. Talk about him. Dude out of Kansas, yeah, out of Kansas City. He's dope, man. And yeah. um, so I was like, well, I just wanted to kind of give him some love on that. Yeah. But then it's – I mean, you kill uh, it, man. You kill that beat. <laughs> man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's like the first verse is about, like, social construct. Yeah. Um, social construct, um, kind of like the idea of – I wanted the artwork to kind of be like the, the blueprint of a, of a prison. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So it's like, you know, the way, like if you think about like Alec and, and yeah. you know, just legislative fucking, what do they call it, palm greasing and shit like that. <laughs> um, things that create the prison population and why they create the prison population. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so that's why I was like, yo, you know, the next Prince of Jimi Hendrix is sitting behind these bars because right. he and his boy was lit and he'd lick at that liquor store. Right. Like, we, people make mistakes, man. Right. Um, but because of mandatory sentencing, because of three strikes, like, there are people doing life because their third strike was like, I stole, you know, $15 or something. Yeah. some convenience store, you know, some yeah. shit like that. Like so, Khalif Browder, he, and he said he was innocent and they kept him locked up exactly. for three years because he didn't exactly. want to take a plea deal to be part of the whole damn system exactly man so you know the i mean that's one of the um of of all i understand you know like homelessness uh child hunger like there are so many uh, there's so many issues that need fixing and so many issues that are extremely important but one one that's like near and dear to my heart is uh, the prison system. Yeah. Um, trying, you know, fake rehabilitation. Yes. Like all this stuff. I've been, it's really hard to do, but I've been constantly trying to um, reach out to a couple of um, programs to try to volunteer. Um, oh, cool. Because it, 
it's, like who? I, I mean, throw them out there. I mean, maybe like, some other people might want to do. Yeah, man, like equal justice initiatives. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. Uh. So Sarah Somerville, if you're listening, um, man, and there there are a couple others. Like I, I forget the names. Yeah. I just um discovered them last week. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like it's we're we're losing. Even if it's only jail, right? Like you have uh, these are souls. Like yes. these are like human beings. Right. And even if somebody's being held in a in a really rough jail for six months, which doesn't sound like a lot, but six months can ruin oh, someone's whole life. Yeah. You know. So I, I think that because a lot of times, like legislators only see like numbers, and they only see. It's just it's easy to kind of dismiss like the humanity, right. um, and so that's kind of what that was about. And then it's also kind of again that that post-election um, visceral just frustration and anger, yeah. which is why I say I don't know whether to yeah, use a, a weapon to reach for the message. That's a dope know? line, yeah. Thank you, man. So that second verse is kind of me like symbolically reaching for the weapon like mm-hmm. i i'm not out here like marking anybody mm-hmm. i'm a pretty stable just regular dude mm-hmm. but just from like how can i vent my frustrations and if i were to come at anybody it would be like that that hollow man figure of an mc mm-hmm. and and what that mc stands for so you know that was kind of my way to do that without being like I'm going to run up in the White House and stress. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to get murdered by the CIA either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will say that, I mean, the beat was dope. The lyrics were dope, how you were spitting on it. I was like, man, it's like, where do you breathe? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> how, like what, what really gets you in the zone besides the beat? Like, how do you, what, what takes you there? Um, Man, really, it is the beat, man. It is like, the beat, yeah. I, yeah, I think um, oftentimes, like, the way I, I I always formulate my songs this way, unless I'm, like, randomly walking around and I'm just, like, freestyling and try to save it. But mm-hmm. um, I, I listen to the beat and I just kind of repeat it, keep it on repeat, listen, close my eyes, and think, like, what would I what would I want to hear on this? Yeah. And then once I figure, like, okay, this could be, like, this kind of record, then – all right, think of, like, melody, like, what, oh, boom, that's it. Okay, now think of, uh, is it, should I tell a story here? Like, and I just find pockets and, and just try to, like, oh, this would be dope if I start, like, boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom, yeah. boom, you know? You, and, yeah, you actually talk the cadence out, huh, before you even have the words, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think that that's really important um, because that way, if I have, it's like writing an outline for a paper, right? Mm, so right. if it's like, all right, art of, like one A is going to be this, and then two B is this, and and yeah. then it makes it easier to just say, oh, all I got to do is throw words in there and make sure the words are <laughs> <Right>. done. Right. <laughs> you know? See, a lot of people don't know there's a there's a methodology yeah. to this. Like, it's just yeah. not, not just, I mean, some people can just spit it out, but I think a lot of people think, a lot of MCs think that way. Like, it's actually a structure to this. It's just that you guys make it look easy. <laughs> Man, I appreciate that, bro, because um, I definitely take a while to write. Like, mm-hmm. it, I would be uh, the worst to try to 
after somebody played a beat in the studio and was like, hey, we got 30 minutes. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm on the song, man. <laughs> yeah, how many people I, really do that? Like, <laughs> Yo, Mike Spitz can do it. Word, wow. Every, every song we've ever done, he's been like right on the spot, knock this shit out. And I'm like... All right, I'll uh I'll come back uh, next week and I'll let you know. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I just I need more time. Right. Man. I remember when I used to MC. Like I remember I, if I went to the studio, I was like whoever was there, they'd be writing too. I'm like, wow, you can I can't even focus right now. Like, how are you doing right. that? Right. And then right. when I get in the booth, I only need, like one or two takes, <laughs> and then like I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> While they're still there spending money, I'm like, hey, let me know when you're done. I'll be over here. <laughs> so what, what did you what was your rap name what'd you go by oh boy <laughs> yeah I, I used to go that by um, so good. I used to go by Maharaja oh yeah that's actually pretty dope man. yeah cause I was really big now, I'm gonna tell you where it came from I was really big into Indiana Jones <laughs> okay. The Temple right. of Doom <laughs> the prince's name was the Ma- well they call him the Maharaja I was like boom that's it right there <laughs> you know, it, it just All stuck right. but Anyway, anyway, back 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 to you. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you have a song on there called "On Everything." Smoke some, drink some, pour up. Pour up, pour up. Oh, they say the black and pour us. Can we run up in the house like pour us? Pour us. Bitch, you better give us what you owe us. Pour Smoke us. some, drink some, pour up. Pour up, pour up. Oh, they say the black and pour us. Till we run up in the house like pour us. Pour Bitch, you better give us what you owe us. Ho, it's on Malcolm. Ho, it's on King. Zero to a thousand. Till we live in our dream. Ho, it's on Malcolm. Ho, it's on King. Zero to a thousand. Till we live in our dream. On everything, motherfucker. Had a dream. I got murdered by a lynch mob. On my way down to Atlanta. Should've known better. You don't ever make no piss stop. Anywhere in Alabama. Woke up in a slammer to the sound of an earthquake. Murder rate soaring even higher than a birth rate. Trying to kill us off like they're trying to do it. But you brought us here in the first place, birthplace. They still get treated like an outlaw. Outcast, they don't give a shit about y'all. How fast, they don't give a shit about law. Tennis bout cash, and they trying to get us out. Uh, Billy for the military tout wall. Billy really for the try to keep them out wall. Invisibility, security, run out y'all. Finna see a hundred milli run up on the house line. Yeah, yeah. Smoke some, drink some, pull up. All oh, they say the black and pull dust. Till we run up in the house like pull dust. Bitch, you better give us what you owe us. Smoke some, drink some, pull up. All they say the black and pull dust. Till we run up in the house like pull dust. Bitch, you better give us what you owe us. Ho, it's on Malcolm. Ho, it's on King. Zero to a thousand. Till we live in our dream. Ho, it's on Malcolm. Had a dream, this is Martin Luther's nightmare Fight fix, how the fuck I'm supposed to fight this? So wrong, but I'm right here, cause I'm right here Blank red page, yeah, my sight clear Y'all been trying to kill us for wow. See these niggas in the So we flowing like the I'm the one that moving silence by my niggas smoking Hood so bad, karma don't come around Wow, now 
let me break it down on a mission. You can miss it, try and listen. There's a difference. This is bars, this a prison, this a system. So it figures this a game, and you win it when you die to make a living. Pay attention, they ain't really paying much. Got a lot to say, but they ain't really saying much. I'm a hothead, better keep it cool, motherfucker. Better have my 40 acres and a mule, motherfucker. Smoke some, drink some, pull up. All they say the black and pole does. Can we run up in that house like Podas? Bitch, you better give us what you owe us. Smoke some, drink some, poa. All they say the black and Podas. Can we run up in that house like Podas? Bitch, you better give us what you owe us. Ho, it's on Malcolm. Ho, it's on King. Zero to a thousand. Till we live in our dream. Ho, it's on Malcolm. Ho, it's on King. Zero to a thousand. Till we live in our dream. On everything, motherfucker. What is the message here? Um, whether by whether it's you know a, a peaceful, nonviolent protest methodology or a by any means necessary methodology, at some point the people can only take so much. Yeah. And you know, like the I'm not. I've always I've said in a few songs in my past, like I'm not political. Like I I don't claim to know everything. I don't I, you know I I'm just the person who can speak his thoughts and emotions in song, and sometimes they come out semi political, social political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know this album kind of uh, without. It was by accident, but it kind of took on a, a pretty political like tone, right? Right, because you um, say you kind of you kind of feed off what's going on around you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think if I'd be remiss to yeah, or just like a non-feeling person if mm-hmm. I didn't, if I weren't affected by any of this stuff, right? But on everything, it was. I mean, it was just that man. Like it's like, all right, well. We're gonna have, um, we're gonna have millions of people who will lose out on prescriptions, who will lose yeah. out on, you know, all kinds of necessities, um, just for you know greed and and stupidity. Right. So there's only so much that people can take. Um, you watch Game of Thrones at all? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so. It's like when the High Sparrow was talking to um, um, Cersei, yeah, and he, you know, and he was like, "There's the few and the many, mm-hmm. and you know, the, that rich few, they're only strong for so long until the many decide that they're not strong anymore." Exactly. Yeah. Paraphrasing, I, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but, mm-hmm. and that's essentially it, man. I mean, you know, every rebellion, every revolt. You know, every even just peaceful protest, everything comes in history has come from the people being fed up. Right. And that's that. You know, that's what that song is about. Right. And it made me think when I was listening to it, you you said um, you said 
bitch, you better give us what you owe us. And I'll, in yeah. your opinion, what does America owe us? Man, and that, that's for everybody. Like that's that's not even on some like reparations. Yeah. Um, that's on some dude. Like, just we. Why is it that we don't have like a universal health care? I know. What, why, why? Like, yeah. why, you know, we're one of the. I, I think China's bypassed us, but like <laughs> we are definitely among the, the wealthiest nations. Um, you know, we have lots of resources and a small percentage of the people are still trying to like hold on to everything. And we yeah. just, you know, like, yeah, put a couple of fucking um, rehab facilities up in a, in a few neighborhoods and, and, you know, take care of this fucking opioid yeah. epidemic. Yeah. Maybe allow some people to smoke some weed. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, they have PTSD. <laughs> right. Like they're, they're, I, the list goes on and on. Right. But, you know, treat treat the people of America like people of America. Right. The people of America like human beings. Uh, if we're supposed to be the greatest country in the world, which is looking <laughs> less and less so. Right. right? Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's – you have a good really point. That is. Yeah, I think you have a good point. Like, I think <clears throat> the one thing about Bernie Sanders when he came in during the campaign, he brought – the word socialism back in the picture, but not in the way right. that um, the the government wants you to think about it, right? So right. what I think what he did is he introduced that, yeah, there's capitalism, but there can be some things that could be socialism, right? Like mm-hmm. the things that you need to survive, like healthcare. Does that really, do you really need to make millions off of that? I mean, can't there be some kind of system where everybody gets it, but, and, and, and the industry is still sustainable? I mean, Right. You know, so uh, I think you're right on it. I think America owes the people an America that doesn't try to profitize off of what is needed. Or, I mean, they could profitize, but not excessive, not usurious in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. 100%. 100%, man. Yeah. So that, that's that's all that is, man. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and you had a great line in there. You were like, run up in the house like POTUS. <laughs> and, it, and it made me think. Do you think America's ready for another black president? I can hear I can hear Tupac in my head saying, "We ain't ready for another black president." <laughs> um. Well, I mean, it, we're hearing murmurs of Oprah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now everybody, right? If Trump can yeah. do it, right? Do. Um. You know, I don't. I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Um. The the ideal response that I wish I didn't have to preface, right, would be yes, fucking yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the answer. Um, but we've also, again, talking about waking up from a peaceful slumber, um, we've been awakened uh, over the last year, um, or reawakened, rather. Mm-hmm. So... I'd be foolish to just assume, like, oh, well, yeah, now that we've got this little hiccup out of the way, like, we're ready to go. We're ready to be, you know, that liberal nation again, mm-hmm. like that progressive nation. So I don't know, man. I, I feel like um, there will probably be a a very, a very, like, right-appeasing 
liberal to get elected, mm-hmm. probably a male. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, if I mean if Hillary wasn't able to do it, yeah, it'd be it be yeah. so comedy if she does it again, man. Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know right now, but um. You did collaborate with someone on that song, another dope MC. His name is Ad Two. He's amazing. How did you guys come together on this track? Man, well, okay, so going back to uh your one of your other questions earlier, he's one of those people who I saw become oh, okay. like a, a big artist, right? Yeah. Um I mean he and I have never been like super close like we've never we've been you know cordial we will be in the same spot like hell what up but like it's not like we're hitting each other up on the phone mm-hmm. but dj slide a um neek uh my spitz like this is the circle of artists that i roll with like when we got here we i think we all pretty much got to chicago around the same time it was like our style of music and then there was like the cool kids uh, mm-hmm. and, and Kid Sister era, and then, you know, you had, like, uh, I don't know, she's keeping them weren't around yet, but it was, like, you know, more, like, street rugged shit. Yeah. And we fell in that other category. And so we, you know, all played a lot of the same shows and, and we'll be over at, like, Slide A's or, or just whatever. And uh, I don't know, we're always know, knew about each other. And... I don't know. He was on a song with me and Spitz on my last album called Forever. Uh, the song was called Been Dope. And uh, I was like, yo, I think he would be good on this. Yeah. And I asked Spitz to reach out to him. He was down to do it. And he killed it. Yeah, I mean, he's a dope MC, too. Uh, I just love he's to so hear good, man. I love to hear MCs like you guys that have just incredible lyricism. But, um, you don't shy away from really talking about your feelings and what's going on around you, you know, and, and sticking yeah. to that, you know? Thanks, man. Yeah. He's, um, I mean, I definitely, again, we don't have like a really close relationship. So even when his last album came out, I made sure to text Spitz. I was like, yo man, you gotta let, like tell Ad I said this, you are amazing. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I feel like as, as men, it's driven into us that we're not supposed to like right. be vulnerable or, or show our emotions to another man. It's like, right. I'm not saying I like want to date the guy. Right. It's like, you're amazing. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're so good. And people need to get the flowers while they can smell them. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. But I, everything you think about him, I think about him, dude is a beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you guys do more in the future. I mean, it was a good, me good, too, man. Yeah. Good collab. Me too. So you hear this ad too. Uh, you guys should do some more in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk about some things outside of your music. When you're not pursuing music, what are you doing? Um. Well, so today is my day off, right, for my gig. So I, this is typically how I do things. I'll get up, walk the dog. His name is Gary. Gary. He's amazing. Gary, uh, so, where that where that yeah. thing come from? <laughs> uh, my wife always just wanted a dog named Gary, man. And he, and he's uh he's like he's his lab pit mix. He's about ninety pounds. 
he bawled. He, like, he had a rough start. Like, they found him <laughs> in the woods in Alabama and shit. Uh, all fucked up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he just looks like a Gary. Like, he said, <laughs> that roommate on the couch, he hasn't found oh, a job. Yeah. Like, Gary, did you find a job yet? No. Like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, I walk him. I work out. I'll, you know. Work out like where? You going, you going out to the gym? You doing this at home? Um, I've actually, I, I've always been a gym workout oh, okay. worker outer, um, <laughs> but I'm now doing at home workouts, and I find that they're even better. So um, why? Why are they better? Man, because like after doing you know 20 years of gym stuff, wow. which, you know I I throw the weights around, I get on the machines, but there might be some TRX stuff. I've I've done that. And, like, these workouts are forcing me to, to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this this men's health big – it's called, like, the big workout book or something. It's, like, 500 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, like, all these different things you can do. And, like, they have, like, the, the Spartacus workout, which is, like, there was a show, I guess, on, like, Stars or Showtime or something called Spartacus. And it was basically, like, the 300 workout. Oh, yeah. And, like, what, the, what all those people did in order to get to where they are. And they got, like, a you want to increase your vertical leap? Here's a workout for that. And wow. Just a bunch of stuff. So these are, like, so, pictures? You read it and then you do it? Or is it, like, a video? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you um, read it and, and do it. Wow. Yeah, it's dope, man. It's real dope. So I'll do that. And then, uh, really, the rest of the day is I'm just playing 2K or FIFA. Nice. Okay. Uh, so you really chill. But, That's good, man. Because yeah, some MCs, you be like, I don't know. I'm doing music. <laughs> like, yo, you got to take a break a little, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I mean, and I do most of my writing um, throughout the day. Like, mm. so I, I'll i be on the train listening to beats and then formulating ideas. Right. And, or, you know, if I'm walking around the city, I'm trying to, like, I'm listening to the beats. So I have all all day to write songs and then when I'm here like in this space I'm just like I need to turn off man mm-hmm. I need to just like chill um this you know that's therapeutic for me yeah it definitely is so the show's called books beats and beyond so we always ask what books what articles what are you reading right now and also are there any books that had a major impact on your life um well the I'm about 20 pages away from finishing uh, Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man right Ooh, now. Oh, yeah, good one. Yeah, um, I'm kind of pissed it took me so long to get to it. Hey. Um, you got there. You got there. So yeah, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, then let's see. Um, before that, uh, Spitz let me he let me borrow two books that I, I flew through because they're just books that you fly through, but mm-hmm. it was – uh, Charlemagne's Black Privilege. How was that? And, uh, huh? How was that? I thought it was really good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you should check it out. Okay. You should check it out. Yeah, it's it's like an easy, kind of lighthearted read, but it, he drops some jewels in mm-hmm. there from time to time and gives you some insight as to why he, like, comes off as harsh as he might, but it's really just about, like, Oh well, you know, telling people the truth all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it can come off like that, but right. it's a good read. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the new Jim Crow. Oh um, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, that that right there. I, that was. I'd huge. say that that was definitely because I mean that's like the sister book to the 
13th, right? So, you know, those two things put me in a trance. Um, And I say as far as, like, being the the most influential in recent memory, I'd say that that book is probably the one that impacted me the most. She was Um, so smart, man. Like, you know, she was already a lawyer, but just to step back and really look at the system and really have tangible evidence, because all day we've been saying, I mean, black people have been saying, yo, the system does this, the system is out to get us, and people are like, man, that's just in your head. But she really broke it down in a way where you can't really deny it. And also, and how you said it was like a sister to the the documentary 13th. The day I read that, I forgot how old I was, when I read that, you know, you're free except if you're in, uh-huh. uh, in prison. I'm like, what? Except <laughs> you know I mean? exactly, crazy, exactly, crazy. Yo, reconstruction. Yeah, wild. Yo. Oh, yeah, that was, and, and and you know we're we're seeing the effects still. Right. Who? Um. W W B E. The boys has a great book about reconstruction. I mean, I mean, it's like 800 pages. But uh-huh. yo, he really goes into like what happened. Like, oh really? It was horrible. But he really uh-huh. breaks that down. But I uh, have to check it out, man. Someone. Like, my wife always tells me, like, I need to every now and then read something lighthearted because you know, I'm, always, I'm I'm just like, yo, this is this is the shit I'm into, right? You know, and that's but, what my wife uh, says. I'm like, it's not bothering <laughs> me. It's actually exciting. Like. Right. It it kind of pisses me off a little, but it doesn't. It actually invigorates me, motivates me to do what I what I think is necessary. You know, right. while she might right. look at it like, God, I'll be depressed. I'm like, eh, I'm good. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. But no, she's she's great. She's just got my best interest in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. what are you reading right now, man? Oh gosh, I mean, I'm. Well, me and my and my. Uh, Colleagues, we're we're reading all the time. I, I we're uh, wow. I got multiple books. Um, most most impactful for you right now. Ooh, most impactful for me right now. I would say yeah. the last thing I read was um, Inside Private Prisons. Um, oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. We just interviewed her, and you can see it. It's, it's on it's on it's on our website. But that right there was huge. Just the whole reason for you know these private prisons and what's sustaining them and and so forth is just crazy that they are profiting off of the suffering of others um and that it is not even linked to the government anymore you can literally uh buy it on wall street you know it's it's just ridiculous yeah it's crazy yeah that is insane yeah yeah man so what three albums and or songs had the biggest influence in shaping who you are today? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I'd say um, it's a tie. All right, so for different reasons, um, AT Aliens and Equimini are kind of like tied for me. Because as AT Aliens might be my all-time favorite hip-hop album, Mm-hmm. But Liberation on Equimini is one of my all-time favorite songs. Mm. Like that was just a masterpiece, and like 
even though everybody basically had like two or four bars to say something, they did it like so in such yeah, a concise. You know, it was like, how do you squeeze so much like <laughs> knowledge yeah. into two bars? You know, like the fine line between love and <laughs> yeah. disease. I mean, that that dude, that destroyed me. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was it. So um, those are definitely just like right there. Um, man, then I I mean, miseducation on Lauren Hill. Oh was, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's in a lot of people's yeah um, top whatever because it was a perfect album. And it, it was. was and, and I think up to that point, especially if you were a hip-hop fan and you were, you know, we were fully, like, submerged and immersed in the culture. So you kind of were riding her, like, along with her on the journey. You know, yeah. from, like, Sister Act 2, you know, like, blunted on reality – Fuji's the score, and, and it was like, oh man, like you see this this young girl turn into this young lady, and and then you hear about like the the dating rumors, and then you know the group falls apart, and it, like so that was the culmination. Like yes. this project was her being like, all right, well, all that you knew about me, I'm gonna explain that, but then also there's this stuff that you didn't know, and it was just, and it touched everyone, like yeah. X Factor. I was oh, yeah. at 17, whatever age, I was <laughs> yeah. 16, 17. I hadn't even been through a heartbreak, and I was like, I, I could feel it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Um, I just think it was perfect, man. So It's a dope album because uh, I know females who don't even listen to hip-hop love that album. It's like in their top ten. You know, right. like she right. she's the top ten for a lot of MCs and a lot of people who don't even listen to hip hop. Like, yeah, it just touches everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna throw one in that you're gonna you're gonna find out about soon. Okay. And this is not even just because it's like somebody that I know and, and love as a person. There's this MC here in Chicago. His name is Roy Kinsey. Roy. And oh, okay. He. Dude, he is—he's—he's he's about to drop this album. He just sent me the the preview just now, like okay. a few hours ago. It's called Blackie. A story it's called what? Kenzie. Blackie. Blackie. Yeah. Word. Okay. Yo, I'm telling you, man. Like, I I texted him this. I was like, I feel like a terrible rapper. Like, I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like I should have done more with my time. Because having to wait seems like rudimentary in comparison. Wow! Uh, like I will make sure that I'm gonna see if I'm gonna ask him if it's okay for me to send you the like the. Early I was about to thing. ask you like, hey, bro, let bro. us let us hear this, man. I think is he on one of your songs on this album? Yeah, he's on Great Again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's nice. Yeah. Yo. I'm telling you, dog. <laughs> like that—that's—that should be. It won't. It might not because you know I don't know what it takes to get on like all kinds of lists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if he had the platform, this would be like a Grammy-nominated album of the year type. Wow! Album. Wow! Yeah. Well, that's yeah. big, man. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, if you can make that happen, we would love to listen to it and see if he wants to talk about it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
I will definitely make sure that happens, man. Yeah. So what more do you think that you can contribute to today's hip-hop culture? Um, I think uh, what's necessary, and I, I can't necessarily be like the spearhead, but um, as, again, I'm 36. I'm, like, not ashamed of my age. Uh, yeah. This is one of the – this isn't basketball. Like, <laughs> you know, we should only improve with age. Exactly. Um, and with experience and stuff, but I feel like um, I could be one of the many mature artists to kind of be able to bridge the gap. Yeah. Um, because I would like to think, I don't know, you could tell me and you can keep it brutally honest, but I would like to think that even though my subject matter is mature and and some, sometimes thought-provoking or whatever, it, it can still be, it's not necessarily a downer. It can still right. be, like, it's listenable and digestible. And I Absolutely. feel like, yes. you know, and I feel like for some reason, even my all-time my all-time favorite artist is Andre Stella. He's mm-hmm. the reason I started writing. Mm-hmm. Um, crumb, I heard Crumbling Herb off of Southern Ooh, Playlist. Oh, God, yeah. My, my first show I ever performed in seventh grade, it was over Players Ball Instrumental. Like, wow, okay. He's my, he's my all-time favorite. Yeah. But in that, I forget who it was, GQ, or he did some interview, and he was like, I don't want to be, you know, this age and rapping. And, and that, like, kind of broke my heart, man, mm. not because, like, selfishly, yeah, I think any outcast fan is like, oh, come on, man, come back. But right. beyond that, like, it was more just, why are you, like, I, I never pictured you to, the, the breaker right. of all change, right? Yeah. I, I never imagined him to be one to put himself in a box yeah um so that was kind of a downer for me but um yeah man i don't know like i I just feel like there are so many stories to be told there's there's so much experience uh to be gleaned from um from like more mature artists i think you're so right i think you're so right yeah like hold hold exactly rightfully like he's been heralded for the 444 project mm-hmm. and I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to see, I mean, Nas always does it, mm-hmm. but I would like to see, you know, more artists as they approach 30 and, and reach 40 and right. just, you can stay mainstream if you want to do that. Right. You can, but drop some jewels, man. Like, I Absolutely. don't know. No, I, I believe, be- cause like, like you said, there's no, I don't think there's any expiration date on when you can be an MC. I mean, they've always said, oh, it's the young men's, young kids' music genre. I'm like, no, no. I mean, right. it started and people were young. Even even when it was young, it was still older heads that started it out. If you think about it, right? And now as we're exactly. maturing, it's still they're still telling the story. So why not just tell how your life is? Because there's a lot of people yeah. who want to, who might not be living the way you are, but have been listening to your their your their whole life, they will love to hear where you're at now. And then you've right. got the young the youth that although they don't know it, you could still be a role model in a sense. If you think about like you yeah. said, Jay Z and Nas, they say some stuff, grown man stuff that I think a, a young teenage male will like to hear if they don't really have that father figure around. It's not like they're trying to be role models, but just having some Absolutely. glimpse of what it could look like when I get older, you know? Absolutely. So, yep. yeah, I think that was a great point. Just at, no matter how old you are, you, there is some stories you could tell with hip-hop. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess that if I were to contribute anything, it would just kind of be, I want to be one of those. Yeah. Like, I want to be somebody who, you know, I have plenty of albums and material within me somewhere. Um, and I want, I, I just want to be able to, to tell those stories and still make it seem fresh and exciting and, um, you know, yeah. but my tribe, you know, you, the people who rock with it, rock with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not about to be like, I, cause I did that to myself before, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm almost 29. Like I need to hang it up because yeah. I haven't made it, you know? Right. Uh, and I regret that because I lost a lot of uh, valuable time, yeah, um, you know, so. Yeah. You live and you learn, bro. Right. You're here now, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Keep it going. So what what do you want people to mainly take away from your album Heaven Can't Wait? Um I, I Heaven Can Wait is uh technically an eight song album um with three bonus tracks. Mm, and okay. tra- like the beginning is just me uh and it's called Big Boy and Dre. Yeah. It's my inspiration. And in in a way, it's like, all right, kind of a, a, a little bit of a ride, like from childhood to adolescence to my experience dealing with the police, because uh, I've had some of those experiences that yeah. weren't very pleasant, mm-hmm. you know. And, and then it kind of um, is bookended by the retelling of my musical journey, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like with any project of mine they're all on audio mac uh full albums so go check those out but you will from the welfare to having the weight you will learn a lot about me um so what you don't see on any instagram accounts uh you'll definitely (laughs) hear on on all these songs yeah Uh, i learned a lot about me my family uh my trials tribulations my successes my you know all that stuff yeah well, I just want to say, dope album. Please, you, please don't think about quitting again. Just keep it going. No way. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe you can you can get a guest sixteen on the next one. Though. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna keep you to it, man. <laughs> get you out of get you out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. If people are like yo, why is it why 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 is that dude on there? Well, we had the backstory, but like just listen to this episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well. uh Pete's sake, thank you so much for being on Books, Beats, and Beyond. Yeah, thanks, man. And if I can, just uh, hey, follow me at Pete's sake music uh, and on SoundCloud. That's where you can find me on the Internet. Perfect. If you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links – you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we will then put toward the operations of this show. Um, and also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore. Explore.